Hello, hello, and welcome to In the Moment with Megan Bowman. You are listening to episode number two, where every week I bring you the hot topics of the week, along with a few laughs. Together, let's deep dive into one topic, along with some other fun segments. So sit back, enjoy, as we go In the Moment on Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm. In the Moment. Coming up in today's show, we have our hot topics covering some of the highest trending stories, basically all the news you want to know. We'll have some freaky facts again, along with the craziest and oddest stories of today. And of course, we'll make sure to leave you with our happy thoughts. For our main segment this episode, we're covering a pretty heavy topic, addiction and sobriety. But today we'll also have our guest, Miss Annie Watts who is a former Rockette performer, choreographer, new mom, and one of my great friends on to discuss her journey to and through sobriety. We'll talk facts, resources, and we're probably going to laugh a lot as well. So stay tuned after our energy, our interview for a fun little game as well. Right now, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk hot topics. Peace. 
right. That was Hot, Hot, Hot by Buster Poindexter and his Banshees of Blue. Welcome back to In the Moment on Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm. I'm your host, Megan Bowman, and let's jump right into our hot topics this week. Our first story today is about GameStop. Now, GameStop sells video games, uh, video game machines, if you will, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and they're a brick-and-mortar store. Um, They have about 5,000 different stores across the United States. So Reuters put out the story that the last few weeks, GameStop shares in the stock market have surged 1,600%. Okay, when 2021 started, GameStop was trading at $18.84. This past Friday, it closed at $340. It's crazy. Some people have made millions of dollars. Now, some folks have also lost their entire life savings. So let's talk about what happened. So GameStop was being short-sailed by these large head fund companies like Melvin Capital Management, all right? And these hedge funds were betting against GameStop, putting all of their money betting that, that GameStop would fail. Now, if these stocks, now GameStop's not the only one, but it's the one that gained the most traction because it rose the most. Yeah. So basically these hedge funds lose money if the stocks go up. If the GameStop shares go down in price, then these hedge funds make money. So it's almost like a a casino, right? They're betting on it. They're betting on the horse but instead they're betting on the horse to lose. So these huge head fund companies have invested billions on GameStop failing. Now, while that's happening, a Reddit channel called Wall Street Bets began a thread on this GameStop, um, these, these shares, these stocks. So all of these people are on this thread are basically retail investors, not a huge company, just like me and you. We put, a, you know, $30 into one share. We, we don't buy, you know, a million at a time, right? So on the Reddit channel, in, in the thread called Wall Street Bets, they basically rallied against the hedge funds. All these people on this thread came together and, you know, the Wall Street Journal describes it as a true David and Goliath story. The members of the thread, the thread, all retail clients decided to take on these billion dollar hedge fund companies, basically stick it to the man. Everyone bought shares that were on this thread and the stock price rose incredibly fast actually taking down some hedge funds as they were as they were doing this 
So a lot of trading companies, while this is happening, so so the stock market's going up and down and up and down, and and it's it's become a volatile stock. And so these companies begin freaking out due to the high volume of sales and all of this outages actually began occurring on some of these platforms and firms due to the high traffic that their websites are just not capable of of, of providing. Now, one company who's in quite a bit of hot water with all of this is called Robinhood, and they are an online trading app. Well, they decided to stop all trading for retail customers, but only for GameStop. So you could go onto Robinhood, you could make other trades, you could trade in this company or that company, but you could not trade GameStop. I believe that they actually put trading restrictions on 12 additional other stocks, but GameStop is the one, like I said, that had, had the biggest numbers happening. So this Reddit thread sees that Robinhood does this and they're all full of the retail customers, most of whom are Robinhood customers. Well, they got upset that they could no longer buy GameStop shares. It's going through the roof. They want in. Um, so they start saying that it's this huge, massive conspiracy saying that hedge funds are manipulating the market to make the stocks go up and down. Basically, what the hedge funds are doing are selling these shares to, to other hedge funds at a loss to make it seem like the stock was losing money. So this whole time that Robinhood... Now, Robinhood stopped the trading for GameStop. If you were at another firm that didn't put trading restrictions on, you could still go by, by GameStop. But some people only have the app to do trading through Robinhood, right? So those customers were now locked. They couldn't, they couldn't touch it. So in the background, these huge head fund companies were still able to trade and manipulate the market and to sell and buy GameStop. So it's only the retail customers that were truly affected by this. So this is obviously an ongoing story. I'm going to bring more information to you as we learn more. Um, but as of January 29th or 28th, even AOC tweeted this needs to be looked into. Robinhood blocks retail investors from purchasing stock while hedge funds are freely able to trade the stock as they see fit. Elon Musk and Mark Cuban are the most recent to get involved with this whole thing, basically saying, let the people trade. Mark Cuban went on to Reddit and did a Q&A for two to three hours speaking with people in this, this um, channel called Wall Street Bets, finding out what's going on. So like I said, this is a super hot topic going on right now. Um, we actually almost even invested in GameStop. Um, but, you know, the more information we get, we'll let you know next week what's going on with it. So another hot topic going on. According to People, 
they're online, people.com. Jeff Bezos is stepping down as the Amazon CEO. So Bezos is a 57-year-old who was the founder of Amazon online bookstore in 1994. So I don't know if you remember before Amazon was, you know, what it is today, but I remember Amazon as, you know, a bookstore. That's if I wanted to actually go and hold the book, I went to, you know, Barnes and Nobles or Borders. Remember that? Um, and then you had Amazon online, but you know, I, that was, that was a different time. You know, I feel like it really wasn't what it was today. Um, but today the 57 year old is worth $196 billion, according to Forbes. So he will actually transition to the role of executive chair in the third quarter of 2021. Andy Jassy, who's the current CEO of Amazon Web Services, will replace Bezos as the CEO later this year. So Amazon's net income for 2020 was $21.3 billion. That's up considerably from the $11.6 billion in 2019 they reported. I'm sure that has quite a bit to do with uh, the pandemic, because I know I probably spent about that much on Amazon packages while we were in quarantine as well. All right, so our last hot topic for today is on the vaccine. So CNN reported that Dr. Fauci has said, and I quote, you need to get vaccinated when it becomes available as quickly and as expeditiously as possible throughout the country. So he goes on to explain, with multiple new coronavirus strains spreading across the country, to stop more mutations from occurring, Americans should go and get the vaccine as soon as possible. Basically, these viruses cannot mutate if they don't replicate. So even if you've already had COVID, the CDC and Dr. Fauci still recommend go get the vaccine. Last month, January 2021, there were 95,300 deaths from COVID in the United States, averaging over 3,000 deaths a day. So to date, 26 million people have received at least one dose of the two-dose vaccines. Only 6 million people have actually been fully vaccinated with both doses. That's only 1.7% of our U.S. population. So if you live in Florida, you can actually go to floridahealthcovid19.gov. So that's floridahealthcovid19.gov. And you can pre-register on their website or get more, just get more info for the vaccines period and how you can, you can get a vaccine yourself. If you're not in Florida, go to your state's public health website and you can get more information there. And together we can help stop the spread and let's all go get vaccinated. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Miss Annie Watts and her journey 
to and through sobriety. Her goal for today is to let anybody struggling know they are not alone and none of this is your fault. Just remember you were born this way. And to help us remember that, let's enjoy this tune from Lady Gaga telling us just that. Told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. She pulled my hair, my lipstick on, in a glass of purple dry. There's nothing wrong with loving who you are, she said, cause you made your perfect day. So hold your head up, girl, and you'll go far. Don't be a drag, just be a queen Don't be a drag, just be a queen Give yourself prudence and love your friends Subway can't rejoice the truth And though I'm vision of the insecure I must be myself, respect my youth A different is not a sin Believe capital H with Megan Bowman. Let me just start by thanking you so much for coming on today's episode. Yay, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Of course. So Annie, listen, I've known you for 10 years this year. Can you believe that? No, I can't. No. We met when we were both <laughs> involved with Austin Roundup's fundraiser, Dragoween. Woohoo! Yeah, we have some good, good and bad stories, right? All, all right. good. All good things. 
Um, so right. listen, I brought you on today because I saw this article and it kind of got me thinking about you a little bit. So it's from the artist Macklemore and this is from uh, people.com. And so he said in an interview with another artist, Talib Kweli, that there is a, thera a therapeutic value to one addict to another, sharing their experience, strength, and hope that has saved my expletive life and continues to save my life. He revealed that he could have died if his father hadn't paid for a 30-day intake program that he feels that ultimately saved his life. So he expresses that he was lucky enough to go into a facility for 30 days, but that a lot of people don't know that it's okay to go to treatment and that there is this stigma that is often associated with substance abuse. So I kind of hmm. wanted to talk a little bit to you about that. Um, now I know yeah. that you have a, a history in sobriety. So why don't we start at the very beginning, even where we met at Dragoween? Would you mind telling me a little bit about what the Austin Roundup is and what Dragoween serves? Sure. So the group is a recovery group in the Austin area, and they put on a fundraising show to provide um, a yearly conference that goes on for that LGBT community in recovery here in Austin. And so one of the fundraisers is Dragoween. It's one of the biggest drag shows in Texas. And they just, uh, a lot of people that are in recovery, not in recovery, come together and do a big performance once a year to help raise money for the conference to provide a place for people to go and get um, recovery meetings, um, any kind of help that they need that weekend. It's like a weekend long conference just about recovery. So I came into Dragoween from the performer side. I came in as a choreographer because I'm not, I'm not in the sober community. Um, and so I met you there, but can you tell me what led you to volunteering for Dragoween? Sure. Yeah. So currently I am working on, um, at the end of the month, I'll have 11 years of sobriety. And so when I choose to, when I chose to get sober, I, um, just, one of the biggest things that they want you to do is to be of service and help others. And so in that you gain self-confidence and you actually can stay sober yourself. So in that I have taken on uh, a lot of different service opportunities. And this was one of them that popped up where I could be of service because I have a history of professional performing when uh, when I was younger. And so I was working on cruise ships and in Vegas and uh, theme parks and all of that stuff. And so the opportunity arose for my past to actually help my current um, sobriety community. And so I decided to um, be of service to that group. And, you know, I, I loved every second of it. And it was just a unique way of getting to be of service to something that I was talented in. So it was a fun opportunity and I got to meet you. So there's always a win-win. Um, so do you think that being in the 
I, I feel like a lot of people don't realize how stressful the entertainment business is. They only see us smiling, you know, and we always look happy, right? We're putting on this persona, we're acting. Um, mm. Do you think that the entertainment world lifestyle maybe fed into? Um, oh, for sure. Like addiction or recovery or um, drug abuse and alcohol abuse, for sure. Um, I think that environmentally, you know, in that environment, it is known and well known that those are, you know, things that happen in that kind of environment. And so I think when you're put in an environment where that is a normal, you participate. And, and then if you're an alcoholic, you know, you're just feeding your addiction while being in that environment if that makes any sense at all. <laughs> it does, totally. Is that, so is that kind of what led you to make the change? Like what what made you decide to change your lifestyle? If you don't mind sharing. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I was, you know, I was getting to a point where, you know, my addiction just kept growing and getting stronger as I was getting older. And I don't know if, you know of anybody that's like that, but you know, when we're younger, hangovers are less likely, but as we get older, our addiction is getting stronger. And so, you know, my hangovers were getting worse. My blackouts were getting worse. And I actually um, crashed my car in a blackout um, and decided the next morning that my life was, you know, saved for some reason and that there should be something else I can do with it than what I'm currently doing anything's got to be better than the course that I'm taking. And so with that, I just knew that um, something has to change. And so I went to a recovery group and just started working a 12-step program and decided that, you know, every day that I was sober was better than when I was drinking. And they gave me hope and tools to be able to handle life without drinking. So the tools, that that's like, 12, 12 steps, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a 12 step recovery group. So I know in this, um, in this article, Macklemore, he, <laughs> he talks about, you know, you work these. Okay. So this is what he says, not what I'm saying. You work these 12, <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, um, you work these 12 steps and you get better. You, um, excavate that bull expletive um you figure out your character defects you say you're sorry to some people you have a spiritual awakening and you go out and you carry that message to someone else for macklemore paying it forward is the most meaningful step that's the most important thing in this world is being of service to other people would you agree so um yes i totally agree um i think that being like he talked about in that article, the, the 12 steps, which are the tools that I was kind of talking about and finding those character defects, um, being able to make amends and all of that. And not to sound too nerdy, but there is a doctor, Dr. Kevin McCauley, that actually um, studies the brain of alcoholism and addiction. And so he, he talks a lot about the choice argument rather than like, is it a disease or is it a choice? Because a lot of people are like, oh, it's a choice. You can just take it or leave it. And he's actually studied the brain where it's not a choice. Like you can't choose the craving disease part of your brain. Um, and the, the craving is the suffering part. And so when we, he, he talks a lot about like, you know, 
instead of focusing on like not being able to drink or not being able to use, that is one big choice that we are having to deal with on a daily basis. He really talks about, you know, making a thousand different choices so that one big choice isn't even an option. And so for us, you know, the little choices that we have to take every day is those tools that, you know, Macklemore was talking about of like, working the 12 steps, making amends, saying I'm sorry to people, you know, being of service to others, all of those thousand little choices we make in a day create an environment for us not to, because we still have the part of our brain that wants to crave alcohol or drugs. So what we have to do is not take this everyday choice to not drink or use. It is a thousand different choices and those tools allow us to stay further from that addiction. Well, and I think that's so important, right? Like, I, I feel like change and recovery will be able to help happen once this isn't looked at as, you know, let's just, you know, where addiction isn't looked at, like you said, as a choice, where there's actually recovery happening to help these people overcome a disease you know? Right. And that's what, I mean, Dr. McCauley really is trying to change the facet of thinking of it as a choice because, you know, he talks a lot about um, being diabetic and like, you can't hold a gun up to a diabetic and say, don't, you know, don't eat. It's, it's like asking, you know, somebody with another disease to do something so different and it's not looked at. It's the same. He even talks about, the negative consequences that, you know, even an overeater isn't getting pulled over and arrested for overeating and causing an accident because they were, you know, eating too much and not paying attention to the road, but an alcoholic is. And so the negative consequences, you can put an alcoholic in jail and they still want to drink and use. So it actually does no effect to put them in a consequence situation it's really finding an avenue to give them those thousand different tools to use in a day to be effective. Well, and, you know, and to even go further on that, because I think one of the biggest things that I've heard is that, you know, you can go the first couple of days, the first couple of weeks, but once that stressor comes back or once, you know, you have that, mood altering anything like that just completely stresses you out it's like you have to relearn how to cope Mm -hmm. you know yeah he talks about gambling sex food you know nicotine heroin bulimia all of it is all categorized in this mood altering place and because when there's stressors it when we you know, uh, take drugs or alcohol or sex or food or gambling, you know, it's a mind altering dopamine. And so it all produces the same exact same in your brain and there's no difference in it. And he talks about, you know, the dopamine helps us to cope. And so if we find different tools to help us to cope, then we have a little bit of hope. That's awesome. So I, um, I just wonder, you know, how can, someone know it might be time for them to find help and furthermore what are some resources that people can go to if they if they need help sure so um you know for for me i have to decide if i think 
the choices I'm making are enough? Are, is my life objectionable at this point? And the first thing that I found out is that my life was unmanageable. And unmanageability, I mean, I, I remember being, um, before I got sober, thinking that alcoholics were people that woke up drinking every day. And that's not the case. The case is when you put alcohol or drugs in your system, can you stop? Um, can you stop at one or two drinks? And for me, the answer was no. And so it, it really is a personal choice to want to change the, the course of your life, if that's something that you're thinking about. And for me, it was, I was desperate enough to want to have change in my life. I was miserable in the current life I was living in. And, and there was enough evidence to show the unmanageability in a list of things that would happen when I drank, that it's just not normal behavior to do those things. And so for each person, they have to look inside themselves to figure out that answer for themselves um, because nobody can make it for you. There's not, I mean, there's a list of questions you can, you know, they have out there on the internet that you can read and answer, but internally, if you're not ready and it's not your own choice, then nothing is going to work until yeah, you're really ready. Yeah. And so some of the resources that I would say is if you are wanting to get sober or even question wanting to get sober, there are tons of resources there. There's inner groups that you can look up meetings at. Um, you know, I enjoy Kevin McCauley. It's very geeky <laughs> uh, way to look at alcoholism and addiction, but he really does make you feel like it's not your fault. It's something you were born with. A lot of people, I think within the society, says, well, why can't they just quit? You know, why can't they um, do it for their husbands or their wives or their kids even? And, and there's really a scientific, over the past 10 years, they've really done a great job of, of looking into the, the actual brain of it's not your fault. And he yeah. has a movie called Pleasures Unwoven, and it really talks about the frontal cortex, the survival part of your brain, to the midbrain of where normal people can function. And so it the dopamine and, and the drugs hijack that frontal cortex. And, and then instead of food and water becoming your survival, it is drugs and alcohol or gambling. Um, and for gambling, it's not really even about going to a casino and winning, he says, you know, it's about losing and then winning because that dopamine is there when you lose so big and then you win so big, that is the addiction part of gambling. It's not the actual go walking into a casino. It's wanting to feel better in that moment. And that's what that can do for you. Yeah. I do want to add that I know that we didn't talk about this that much, but sobriety is actually a really awesome life and the stigma that you can't get sober or that you shouldn't get sober or that it's bad to get sober is <clears throat> I feel like just something that society has put in the minds of people to say you've done something wrong you need to go correct it instead of an, a, a change of your life and my life has been so amazing and I've been so blessed with a life that I would, I, de I definitely don't deserve. You know, I have, a, I, I'm getting married this year. I have a beautiful baby and just a numerous amounts of friends that I didn't have when I was drinking. And so for that, the life of sobriety is worth trying if you want it. I mean, I've only known you as sober, 
but I also know the incredible amount of things you have accomplished and things you can put on your plate. I mean, it, it's, it really is amazing. You directed a whole show, multiple shows, you know, and yeah, I'm, I'm so proud of you, Annie. And I love you. Aww, and I love you too. So I'm just, I'm just so thankful that you were able to come on to our podcast and talk to us about it, because I really do think, especially you know, with people who are college aged even, or even our age in our thirties, um, so many times you see them fall into the system where they end up in, in jail and maybe what they need is not actually jail. It is a program to help them, you know, work yeah. through some stuff and give them some tools rather than just um, consequences, you know, consequences and throwing them back in. So what they, they repeat those same actions, you know? And so I think, um, I think it was really important to talk about what we talked about. I appreciate you coming on today and talking about this with me. I'm going to take some of the resources you talked about, and I'm going to, we're starting a social media page for this podcast. So I will post all of those, um, after this goes live. So I'll get all that information from you. Um, Annie, would you mind sticking around to play a quick game with us before you go? Sure. I love a good game. Okay. So I, I was like, what would be a great phone game? And I thought about a quick little game of would you rather have you ever played? Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to do a bunch, but I picked, (laughs) I picked some of my favorites. Okay. Okay. This one is this one is easy. Well, kind of. All right. Would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future? 10 minutes in the future. Really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I've got to ask. Why? I totally went with 150. Because I won't be around at 150. Well, that's exactly why I wanted to look there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and in recovery, we try not to live too much in the future or too much in the past. We live in the present moment. So 10 seconds seems closer to what I'm trying to achieve. Than <laughs> that makes sense. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I think this one's going to be really difficult for you because I know you're like a clean freak. Okay. You're also <laughs> attached to your phone. All right, so this one is going to be really difficult. Would you rather give up your cell phone for a month? That includes social media or cleaning your house for a month. Uh, phone. <laughs> really? I thought you were yeah. going to go with the house. I really did. No, no. I think that I think that being in an environment that's clean is more valuable than scrolling Facebook every day. <laughs> However, I will say I just opened up my own online boutique. So I do do everything for my phone. So that would probably halt some of my business, but. Um, go ahead and tell us the name of your online boutique. Yeah, Ivy Boulevard Boutique. Um, It is an online momming clothing, trending clothes. So um, just really cute stuff that you can wear while still running around chasing a toddler like I do. Okay, last one. Are you ready? Yep. Would you rather walk to work in heels and let, okay, let me rephrase because let's say that you're not walking to work downstairs to run your online boutique. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, like you, the commute's not that long. It's right. So your commute, when your commute was at least 25 to 30 minutes, when you worked in Georgetown. Okay. Okay. Would you rather walk to work in heels or drive to work in reverse? Oh, drive to work in reverse. That would be fun. And also what? very scary. I feel like it would be like fast and the furious. Yeah. That's a good question. That one's interesting. I like it. Well, Annie, thank you so much. And hopefully we see okay. you back on the podcast very soon. Oh, sure. I'd be happy to come back anytime. All right. We're going to take a quick break um, from In the Moment with Megan Bowman on Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm. When we come back, we're going to jump right into our freaky facts for this episode. While we're away, please enjoy this song by Missy Elliott. Get your freak on. Stop me now, listen to me now I'm lasting 20 rounds And if you want me, then come on get me now Is you with me now? Then biggie, biggie bounce I know you dig the way I switch my style People sing around Now people gather around Now people jump around
for today's episode in Freaky Facts, we're talking about the weirdest state laws in the United States. Now, these are laws that are actually still on record. So I went to Reader's Digest, and it has this list of every 50 state, the craziest laws. I picked some of my favorites, and I want to share those with you. So let's start right at the top. Mobile, Alabama. In Alabama, stink bombs, funk balls, and any object, the purpose of which is to create disagreeable odors, are strictly illegal. On top of that, silly string, confetti, and bathing in public fountains is also found to be illegal in the state of Alabama. In Goodyear, Arizona, it is unlawful to spit in or on any public building, park, sidewalk, or road. Doing this, now wait, this is crazy. If you're found doing it to this day, it carries a fine of $2,500 and up to six months in prison. That is Nuts, just for spitting on the sidewalk. Okay, in Connecticut, (laughs) okay, this one is super funny. Connecticut, a pickle cannot be sold unless it bounces. I'll say that one more time. A pickle cannot be sold unless it bounces. So here's your back history on that. In 1948, this law became necessity when two scam artists tried to sell pickles that were unfit for human consumption. The Connecticut Food and Drug Commissioner then came out, he proclaimed a real pickle will bounce when it is dropped from the height of one foot. Now, I'm not sure, I haven't tested this theory, but I assume if you drop it much higher than one foot, it probably doesn't bounce, it just goes splat. Maybe that's something you can try at home. Get a jar of pickles and test them. See if they bounce. So Florida has some of the craziest laws. And we have a couple for Florida. In Florida, and this one is a given, right? It is a felony to sell your children. I think it goes without saying in today's society that you know, people are not going to sell their kids. You know, my grandpa used to joke with me, they got me on the blue light special at Kmart. But did they? No, they didn't. Also, I went to floridasmart.com, all right? And I found even, even crazier ones. So if a woman is electrocuted in the bathtub, Using beauty tools like a hair dryer, um, curling iron, whatever, she can be fined after she's died. So she'll get a bill in the mail if, if she electrocutes herself in her bathtub. Also in Florida, the law states, and this is a state law, the law states you must pay for the parking meter if 
you tie an elephant, goat, or alligator to it. So just be careful when you guys are parking downtown that, you know, you don't bring your pet alligator with you unless you want to pay for another parking meter. Unmarried women parachuting on Sundays could risk arrest, fine, or jail time. And that is a state law. Now, I've never been parachuting, and I'm married, but apparently before I got married, I could definitely not go on Sundays if I lived in Florida. So it's also illegal to sing in a swimsuit in a public place. So, hmm, where are some public places in Florida that you might find a bathing suit? I don't know. Maybe the miles upon miles upon miles of beaches. So next time you go to the beach, think about, you know, the state law before you just start merrily singing. And no, you're breaking a state law. So we know in Florida you have to have a license to drive. Apparently you also have a license to skateboard. So next time you see, you know, your little cousin or yourself going skateboarding, make sure that you check their license before they go and just tell them, hey, that's state law. In Idaho, that is the only state in the country to have an active ban on cannibalism. So technically, it's not a true crime in the rest of the nation. Now, what is cannibalism? It is defined as the non-consensual conception of another human. So basically, you cannot eat your neighbor in Idaho, but apparently every other state just takes it for common knowledge. You shouldn't eat people, right? So in Kansas, specifically in Topeka, Kansas, right now, it is illegal to throw snowballs. So I feel bad for all those kids having a snow day. Hopefully, hopefully they don't go get in a, you know, snowball fight. Again, they're breaking state law, right? All right, I got two more for you. In Rockville, Maryland, it is illegal to swear or curse on any street or highway. So this actually carries a misdemeanor charge. And I got to tell you, I would be in really big trouble if I went to Maryland because when I drive, I mean, road rage is a thing, y'all. You know, I, you know, all the things you'd never say to somebody, right? You scream out when you're super upset in your car. I can't believe you cut me off. Rah! So anyway, I would definitely have a lot of misdemeanors driving through Rockville. So if I ever travel to Maryland, I'll be sure to go around that town if I'm driving. Okay, our last one. Now, South Carolina has this on the books, which makes me believe that this was the, the birthplace of Footloose. It is illegal to dance on Sundays. Monday through Saturday, you're cool. But on Sundays... No, sirree, you are not allowed to dance. Now, it is also still in effect that it's illegal to work on Sundays. So I'm not sure how that works. I'm pretty sure there are quite a few people in South Carolina working on Sunday unless they're at, you know, Chick-fil-A. Um, 
But those are the some of the freakiest laws I was able to find. Um, if listeners, if you're ever able to find some freaky laws, I would love to go more in depth on this. We are starting a social media channel for you guys to reach out. So you can find us on Facebook, In the Moment with Megan Bowman, or on Instagram, same name. And find us on there, follow us, give us a like, and let us know if you know of any freaky, weird laws around the United States. Some of those are just way too weird to believe that they are actually laws still on the books. Guys, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go into our final segment together. Happy thoughts. To lead us there, we've got Bobby McFerrin singing, Don't Worry, Be Happy. a little song I wrote You might want to sing it note for note Don't worry Be happy In every life we have some trouble When you worry you make it double Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy now Don't worry, be happy now. Ooh, 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 
So our happy thoughts might not be happy for everybody right now, but CBS News reported that Punxsutawney Phil made his prediction for this year. Looks like we're in for six more weeks of winter. On February 2nd at 7.25 a.m., looks like this groundhog emerged to see his shadow. So that that spectacle that is Groundhog Day at Gobbler's Knob in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, did go on, even though this year was a little different and was all virtual because of the pandemic. Either way, looks like we're looking at six more weeks of winter. So whether that's happy or not to you, here we go. Now, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening in for our second episode of In the Moment with Megan Bowman on Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm. I hope you'll join me again next Friday at 1 p.m. We'll have another interesting story, more of our hot topics, freaky facts, and of course, some more happy thoughts to lead you throughout your week. Stay well and be safe out there. This has been your host, Megan Bowman. Bye.